coaches, by coaches, this is Soccer Chat. <laughs> yes, that's the name of the show. <laughs> With Nick Rizzo. I don't know if I'm entirely ready for it. And Sean Sauterly. There's been no bigger show for Soccer Chat than this one. What's up, everybody? This is Soccer Chat, your weekly coaching podcast. We've got some great friends that we want to tell you about. Dutikbrand.com. Check them out. Dutikbrand.com. Uh, for all your coaching accessory needs, use the promo code Soccer Chat at checkout for an amazing discount. I just got in a, uh, a, a an XL, or I'm sorry, a DXL. Yeah, an XL and a DXL from uh, one of our Soccer Chat secret admirers. So thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, hopefully you use the promo code Soccer Chat and got yourself a sweet discount. Uh, also, our friends over at Torx, T-O-R-R-X.com for the world's greatest ball pump. Uh, you're going to love it. You got to check it out. If you haven't tried it, talk to someone who's got one. And it's going to change uh, the way you do anything when it comes to uh, to getting your balls pumped uh, before games and, and before training sessions. And also our great friends over at Bounce Athletics actually just texted with Zach today and he is loving everything that's coming in from you guys. Remember, we've got a special code for you to get $50 off your first purchase that we're going to tell you about later on in the episode. He's Nick. I'm Sean. And Nick, we've got uh, we've got convention coming up, man. Convention. We've got symposium coming up. They're they're pretty much like they're they're on a very similar level. Like the celebrity status of symposium is absolutely on the same level as convention. Yes, it is. uh, It's definitely getting there. Um, man, just, uh, last week getting to talk with Shannon and Dawn, uh, just really got me, uh, excited and, uh, I'm just so thrilled, uh, that we get to be a part of it again. Um, and just like I said, this year, I'm going to actually like attempt to sit in on as much stuff as I can. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, what they did there just being, the, I mean, almost like, I mean, I don't think there's another one. So they're the OGs of having like a state symposium for women's soccer. I mean, they, they absolutely are the, the first ones. And so for, for us, it's super cool to go and be a part of it. But when you talk to Shannon, you talk to Don, you talk to everyone that's been involved with it. It's just, I mean, I'm leaving last year and just feeling like so pumped about the game, just so pumped about just, not, not only women's soccer, but just soccer in general. It was it was such a cool experience for all of us to not only connect with everyone, but to hear the amazing speakers. I mean, they had like Stephanie Golan last year, Anson Dorrance amongst everyone else. And like Nate, like you said last week, they even took it up a, a next level where you got, not only do you have the Becky Burley, but now, now you got the Jill Ellis that's coming to Milwaukee, Wisconsin to to talk to all these amazing coaches. I mean, I, I feel so lucky that we get to be a, like our name gets to be associated with people like that is absolutely insane. Yeah. And, and how they, they picked us. So we'll never know. Um, it's going to be a good time. If you, if you got your ticket for it, we are going to see you there. I know some of you uh, have been uh, sending me some, some tweets saying that uh, you'll be there. And then I can't wait to, to see everybody at the Wisconsin Women in Soccer Advisory Council Symposium uh, going down this weekend uh, up in uh, downtown Milwaukee at the Downtown Kitchen. I'm excited. Friday, soon as school's out, I'm hopping in the car. I'm driving straight to Ian Wilson's house. Nick, I hope you join me because there is an arcade that is calling our name. I, I might. I also might use this as an opportunity to go see my parents in Chicago. So it, there, there's a 50-50 shot. I haven't made, I may, I have made plans 100% either way, though. I, I'm challenging you to NCAA baseball right now. Oh man, I forgot about that game. Yeah, right. It's I know everybody's game. listening to this right now. They're like, "Why aren't they going to play FIFA?" Because we're soccer guys. We were around all the time. It's fun to play other games. Yeah, we need other opportunities. Just let us explore ourselves. All right. I'm gonna have to check with Ian to see if he has the original um, or the last March Madness game for his PlayStation. And if he has that, I will take on all comers. That is my jam. Like. I didn't like honestly. I don't remember the last time I played like NCAA basketball as a game. Well, the last time that they put one out, I believe, was two thousand and four. No, two thousand and eight, maybe. Wow. Yeah, long time ago. No, no, no. I take that back. I take that back. Two thousand and nine, because I do. Be- I, I remember um, the Duke team that won it in two thousand ten was on the game. So I want to say it was two thousand nine, two thousand ten uh, was the was the last one. I'm not shocked at all that you remember that one. 
Uh, it was a hit back in uh, Casey and I's apartment when we first started dating. Uh, we referred to it as the streets. People would come over and play the streets, and we'd have some mad basketball games. Uh, that would that would happen, but uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's kind of cool with with the, all that going down. Uh, and I, I don't I was been mean to talk to you about this. Uh, have you been watching any of the U twenty uh, Cup qualifiers? Oh yeah, I mean, did you watch the game tonight? Uh, yeah, it's uh, on in the background as you can see. Okay. Um, uh, I. I I caught like the highlight video, but then I was like, well, I'll watch the, the full thing uh, for a while. Um, Laura Harvey crushing it. Oh, dude. She, I mean, like, I won't lie. I mean, like, I feel like her association with us is like enhanced her ability. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my goodness. Laura Harvey, you are, you are crushing it right now. Like, like, let, let, let the girls just go. I mean, they are, they are phenomenal. Do you know the end result of today? Yes, I do. Okay. I saw I watched the highlight video that they did, but now I'm watching the actual like full game. Yeah, no, I mean, they just they went off, you know, they they did they did their thing. You know, what? it's funny. And actually, I after the two games ago, I think it was um, I had got home to like watch the probably like the last eight minutes of the game uh, and sent a tweet out just saying, you know, oh, you know, Shasta homie, uh, Laura Harvey and, and, you know, got home in, in time to watch the team play. Uh, and she liked my tweet and I was like, Oh, like that's her saying like, thanks, um, without having to actually say thanks. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do absolutely believe that, uh, Laura is, is, um, is doing big things because we gave her the, uh, gave her the Iggy, gave her the push, uh, to, to go through with this so much that, um, you know, now Leslie Gallimore is like asking, like, I need the soccer chat effect. Uh, so we, I don't know if, if Leslie Gallimore, if we can get her the soccer chat effect, but <laughs> if we can, I think that will, we will chalk that one up as the biggest victory ever. I feel um, like there might be a limit to our abilities. And when you're as good as Lexi Gallimore, I feel like there might be like, you might've actually hit our quota at that point, you know, like we might not be able to do the, we might not be able to get to that point of our soccer chat effect, but who knows, you know, if, I mean, if it goes, I mean, we, we have to run with it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, we will take all the credit. Speaking of the soccer chat effect, shout out to our man Jason Broadwater uh, getting big, the head coaching big, job. Big, huge job. Oh, huge. I said, I, as soon as I saw it, of course, I saw it, I think, like, the morning after uh, it got announced. Uh, Penn State, Al, Algany. I can't say that name. I've never been able to say it. Algany? Uh, dude, your guess is as good as mine, but they, we'll, maybe we'll have Jason back on and he can – Tell us what branch of Penn State that he's on, because I mean it's it's a I mean we we've known a, a few like Coach Misner that that's been in that uh, that grouping. So I mean yeah, no, hopefully he can help us out. Yeah, I, so I, I sent him a text after I saw it and just told him congratulations, and I was like, you know, this means you got to come on the show again. He was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, JB's definitely going to get back on with us uh, and have a chat. Um, you know, I and the reason why I brought up the whole. Um, U20 thing is, uh, and maybe it's just because I, and I, I, I don't want this to come out wrong when I say this, but it's, it's probably only soccer people, real soccer people are watching those games. Um, we're destroying people just like those senior national team did Thailand and no one's saying a word about it. I mean, we won 11 to nothing tonight. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> I don't know what else you want us to do. I mean, we're just crushing it. Yeah. So and that was something that was interesting to me. I just, I, you know, after I saw the, the recap on Twitter and I was like, oh, I need to watch the highlight video. Um, I just, I, it just, it made me think, okay, you know, I have to remember when the World Cup comes on, it's like my friends who don't watch soccer. And all they say is, I've said this on the show numerous times, I don't know anything about, I don't know much about soccer, but I know I love my country. And I feel like those are the people who were complaining that we put that smackdown on Thailand. Uh, and if these people saw what we did today, they'd probably be saying the same thing. But I think maybe it's because it's on YouTube, so you've got to really seek it out. So maybe it's only the pure soccer people are watching it, maybe. I, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, it's, it is it is difficult to find right now, so I can, I can see why it would... Like, well, I've, had a lot of, I've had a lot of people, when I, when I posted the screenshot of the game the other day, everybody's like, how are you watching that? I'm like, it's on their YouTube channel. Yep. And that's the thing, like there, like, it is becoming more, more and like, it's definitely becoming easier to find the games and like, and do that. But they've made it so easy for this, this, like for this tournament. And so, yeah, no, I mean, all, all I know is that 
like people freak out about U.S. soccer all the time. Like, are we going to continue to be good? And I'm definitely one of those advocates on the women's side where it's like, I see the Sophie Smiths and you see all the people that are coming through right now. It's like our midfield for the next World Cup is going to be the exact midfield unless someone beats one of those four out for, for the next one. Like, I mean, we're, we're going to be just fine. Yeah, I, I have no issue. And I think the thing that's scary is somebody, I wish I could remember who said this the other day, said, if you look at the number one team in the world, who is the United States, and to be able to say the potential that they've got is scary. To be able to say that the number one team in the country or in the world has potential, because uh, Vlatko's doing some some big things down there, um, it, it is just absolutely phenomenal. And speaking of phenomenal, you've heard me talk about this for the last few weeks. The aluminum folding dynamo goal from Bounce Athletics is the world's most portable and durable small-sided goal. Weighing only 19 pounds and only taking five seconds to set up or fold flat, the Dynamo goal is utilized by the entire North American soccer spectrum, from recreational programs to MLS clubs, to create dynamic small-sided training and game environments. Available in 3x5 and 4x6 size, the Dynamo goal requires no staking, so it's perfect on all training surfaces. Net customization is also available for those programs looking to create a professional training environment. Visit www.dynamogoal.com. For complete details, the goal started only $257 per goal. That's right. That's only $257 per goal with free shipping nonetheless. And because you're a Soccer Chat listener, you're going to get a $50 discount on your order when you use the offer code SOCCERCHAT at checkout. So go check it out, dynamogoal.com, and get yourself $50 off your first purchase. Uh, we've got an amazing show that we did uh, in Baltimore with our good friends uh, from Top Soccer. And we've got a little thing that we need you to do is once the interview gets done, don't turn the show off. You've got to listen to the end of the interview uh, because we got a really special message uh, of something big that's, that's going to happen uh, actually here just in a couple of weeks. And we want you guys to, to know about it and, and, and possibly be a part of that with us. So make sure you listen to this interview. Stay through all the way because we've got a big, big message. Uh, it's coming up. Saturday. Uh, obviously, everyone is listening. This convention is already happening, but that's okay. Uh, we always try to save one of our best shows uh, for Saturday. It's like our Saturday main event. Uh, and, you know, anybody who knows this show uh, knows how Nick and I feel about various programs uh, within soccer, uh, along with Top Soccer and, and various other uh, soccers as well. And uh, we always want to give this platform to those programs and as we've said before if you don't know what top soccer is research it get involved if you're if your club or your area has one get involved with it if they don't start one you can call sean danhauser to figure out how to start one um and so we were super cool uh to to hang out with sean again this week uh it's always a pleasure to hang out with him and we wanted to do another top soccer show and he was like hey i got an idea let's do even more than just top soccer so we've got a couple of legit ballers here with us uh, at, at the coaches convention, uh, and we we obviously we do have Sean Danhauser himself. Thankfully, this time that we're doing this, there's only two Shans. Yeah, it's a lot easier this time. A lot easier. Uh, and I actually somebody just a couple of weeks ago reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, make sure when Sean comes on, there's only two of you, because three of was really really hard." Um, so thankfully, we don't we don't have to deal uh, with three Shans. But we have with us the reigning defending undisputed top soccer national coach of the year david robinson with us who's here and call me the, as, call me the admiral 
Yes, the Admiral David Robinson. You're all the way in. I, I visited Navy the other day, so I, I, I can appreciate that. Uh, and we also have with us, as you've heard on the show before, we have Tim Taylor, the head coach. I'm going to get the school wrong. Baltimore School of the Blind? The Maryland School for the Blind. Maryland, see, even higher up than what I was saying. The Maryland School of the Blind head coach of, of the soccer team there. Fellas, thank you so much for taking time out of this amazing convention to come talk to us. I'm sure Sean will reward you handsomely for doing so uh, and being associated with Nick and myself. Um, so just kind of the thing with Soccer Chat is in order to know who you are, the coach now, we've got to know how you got to this point. So whoever wants to go first and just kind of explain how you got to where you are now. So I'll go first. This is Dave. Um, for those listeners who know about Top Soccer, I'm a Top Soccer uh, coach, administrator from the Bradenton, Florida area. And about 13 years ago, I started a Top Soccer program at my club. I had been a rec coach. I had been a competitive coach. But I had a, a, a parent of a rec player come up to me and say, look, my son has autism, pretty severe, and this recreational soccer thing is just not working for my child. What have you got for me? And I had heard of Top Soccer prior to that through my state association. So I did some research, and then I launched a program in January 2007. Had about 25, 30 kids in the first year. But uh, it's really taken off, and I, you know, I would not uh, skip it for the world. For all the things I do, I make sure I make Top Soccer my priority in my life you know, twice a year, both in the winter and the fall. And it's an amazing program. What's been, uh, you know, when you first got it started, or when you first got involved with it, what was that, that initial uh, few months like getting involved in Top Soccer? Yeah, so it was a lot of work to, to get things up and running and, and not just recruit the players, but we're also recruiting volunteers and what we call buddies to, to run the program. So one of the unique aspects of Top Soccer is that one-to-one pairing or two-to-one pairing with a volunteer neurotypical child with a, a top soccer athlete with a special need. And um, a lot of work, a lot of you know, behind-the-scenes stuff, but really the smiles on the kids' faces, the appreciation of the parents, and even the growth of the volunteers who are helping has made it all worthwhile. And I, I just, You mentioned earlier that uh, he's a baller. Um, I have a good size top soccer program. I have about 40 to 50 athletes. Dave, how many athletes and volunteers do you have? So we're up to about 100 athletes this current wow. season. Wow, massive. And then another 100 volunteers, you know, and uh, about eight or 10 coaches. Where, where do you find the coaches coming from? Like, is it kind of all types of backgrounds or where, where I mean, 100 volunteers is insane. So, like, where do you get all those from as well? So we recruit the volunteers from local high schools. I'm very blessed because there's a medical school right by my field facility. So these are responsible adults, hope to be doctors, um, haven't there yet, and uh, they've got a bit of a community service requirement in their medical school. And so lately, the last two, three, four years, I've been getting tons of older kids who are great, responsible, respective, uh, respect, respectful. And then what I do for my coaches, for the most part, is I take um, buddies who've been volunteering for a year in, year out, and elevate them to coaches with some training as well as kids who know soccer pretty much. We tell our, our normal buddy volunteers they don't need to be soccer experts, they don't even need to play soccer. But for our coaches, there's certainly an expectation and uh, that they're soccer people to know how to lead activities for the kids. That's incredible. I think the one of the coolest things that I, I actually, the, that's how I met Sean was, we brought a college team I had over there. I was green too. I think I was maybe 22 years old when, when we went over there. And this, so that's how I met Sean. And I remember like immediately getting there do you find this with your volunteers that I remember going over and I was like kind of hesitant at first. Sure. Like, you know, like sure. you're, you're like kind of scared because you're like, I've, I, I don't have a ton of fan. I don't have any family or any friends that have any of those like, things that we were going to be dealing with when or dealing with. That sounds so terrible, but yeah. working with when yeah. we were over there. And so it was like when I was on the drive over and some of the college kids I was with, I think we were all kind of nervous, you know. And then as soon as you get there, it was just like. It was amazing. You know, like it was all the kids are so good. All the people that you had working with you were so incredible. And so for us, it was like the kids left, us, like I call our players kids, like our players left and was like, that was one of the best experiences we've ever had. Do you find that some people like 
the, there's a barrier to entry sometimes sure. with trying to get them to be comfortable doing it. There's certain, certainly a perception or, or an awareness that maybe there's gonna be something different. I'm lucky in the sense that my wife is an occupational therapist who deals with kids with special needs. So I, for me going into it, I knew right away what to expect. Um, what we tell our, our volunteers is kind of the three rules of top soccer, be safe. Right, yep. number, three, number one, two, have fun, and three, uh, play soccer. So make sure they know the escalation path. If something goes wrong, you aren't there to solve all the problems. Find me, find a parent, you know, escalate the problem, make sure no one else gets hurt, but uh, they're not need to be experts in it. And I think after a, a few minutes, to your point, it's just the, the smiles, the enthusiasm, all the, the good stuff comes out, and they have, a, they have a blast. Oh, it was incredible. I mean, that's why like, I still talk to Sean, and that's why we're such big advocates of of the program because it's it's it truly is like it I like it, I think it almost changed our kids lives wow. more than than it did with them like they were walking back and it was just it, it was one of those experiences where I truly believe it changed our kids our yeah. college players lives just as much as yeah. it affected the players that we were working with at, at with top soccer in Addison I think well, it's great that you're supporting the program too with the kids who normally wouldn't be exposed to that right yeah. they think they get a problem you know, they got a yeah. C on a test yeah. or uh, their girlfriend you got in a fight. Yeah. You know, talk to me about problems when you're with a, a child in a wheelchair or a child with CP, uh, you know, severe uh, autism spectrum disorder kid. Um, it's, uh, it's perspective. Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, but for you guys, like, what, what are some of the things, like, maybe a story in your experience in this past year that really just reaffirmed that you're like, yep, this is, this is, we know we're doing the right thing here. Yeah, so one of my returning players, who's an older gentleman, he's bigger than I am. He's probably six foot, six foot two, real big guy. Um, he'd been playing for a couple years, and his mom was a, was a good volunteer for us. Um, this past summer, his mom came down with cancer. And unfortunately, she passed away halfway through my fall season. But the thing I got out of it was, this is a chance for the child to come out, play with us, forget about the family situation entirely, and put a smile on his face, you know, make him feel part of the team, part of the normalcy, and just have fun. And, um, you know, I, I went to the funeral and all that because, he, you know, he and his family are part of our top soccer family as well right yeah. now. So I look at the stories like that that are really inspirational to help me you know, and I don't need, doesn't need a lot of prodding or encouragement. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all in. No, that's incredible. And like, what's something that you guys are doing right now that we could all look forward to hearing about and, and, and seeing over the next year? Well, Sean and I are part of a national um, committee for top soccer. And we've got planned in late March a national symposium to be held in Kansas City, Kansas. And it's going to be a phenomenal event with um, a great atmosphere, great uh, host facility. It's the... Um, Pinnacle Training, National yeah, Training Center. The National Training Center. Cooler. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's amazing. And we have great guest speakers. And we're actually, uh, we made a phone call to Don Garber and adjusted the MLS schedule so that the Sporting KC would be home that night. I'm joking about that, but uh, it just turned out that I was, way. I was about to, it just was worked like, out that dude, way. We need to get friends like with these people. They have pull. I was gonna say we need to get with these guys more often. They have some pull. Yeah, the soccer gun is not like, uh, speed out. If this got pulled off, I'm gonna have a whole new thought process about the parties involved. <laughs> yeah. So, so. But, but I, Tim, but, he, I was gonna say Tim probably has some some really cool stories. As yeah, well. Tim, give us your background. Sure. So I'm a health and physical education teacher at the Maryland School for the Blind and. I've been there for, this is my fourth year there. Uh, I was at Tennessee School for the Blind for two years. Um, so I bounced around a little bit. Um, but about four years ago, uh, my superintendent came to me and said, hey, you wanna do blind soccer? I said, sure, why not? And so I had no idea what blind soccer was. I just did it like sighted soccer and um, it took off from there. And I got trained by uh, Ulrich Fisserer, which is uh, the head of ISBA, which is the International Sports Federation for the Blind, uh, about how to coach blind soccer, which is totally different from sighted yeah. soccer. And after that, the past three years, I've been coaching blind soccer with my kids at my school. Uh, we've had overall about 12 athletes almost every year, which is good for our size. We yeah. only have about 200 kids at our school. And, and uh we actually this year exciting news is we had our first ever blind soccer game uh in america we could say yeah because there hasn't been done before uh, for youth or adults and it was against the virginia school for the blind 
and it was a great time. The kids enjoyed it and uh, got some news out there and spread yeah. the word. And that's kind of how I ran into uh, Dan over uh, Dan Hauser over here. And uh, you know, I say because whenever Sean. When we were, because we knew we wanted to do a show, we were trying to figure out, uh, you know, guests we wanted to have on. And he's like, "Hey, I got this new buddy of mine. You got to see this." So he sent me the name. I looked it up, and like I was telling you earlier when we had met, like I, I went on and saw the uh, the news clip of the game that you guys played, right. and was just taken back by it, and just thought that was such a such a cool event and such a cool thing for those kids to get involved in playing a game. And I never, I the, the thought never even entered my mind until you just said like, it was the first game ever. Well, there's not too many school of the blinds that you could travel around and go playing games other than them playing against each other. Um, so how did that come about to get that first game to happen? Well, I'd say I started about like four years ago. My superintendent was actually at the Rio Paralympic games in 2016 and him and uh, another organization uh, were sitting there watching the game and was like, why don't we have a blind soccer team? And my superintendent's like, well, guess what? We have a field. So why don't we start a team? And yeah, that's how it started there and I started working and then we had a, a camp to develop coaches and athletes uh, about three years ago and from there I met a, a woman from Virginia and her name's Rachel Lavelle and she's a coach there and she started the program and asked me how I can do it and so I helped her and now she developed a program we have a guy in Utah a person in Miami New York so mm -hmm. we're just kind of slowly spreading it's not necessarily like the school's sort of blind. Sometimes it's at like a youth organization or yeah. whatever. But we're just spreading out. And I, I kept, for you know, I kept telling my kids in year one, all right, we're, we're working on it. We're going to get a team. They kept asking, when are we going to play a game? When are we going to play a game? And I was like, well, just wait, just wait. Yeah. And then the next year, same thing. When are we going to play a game? When are we going to play a game? I said, well, I'm working on it. Just keep, you know, we're trying. You know, you guys are the first team. Or, you know, the first youth guys. We'll get it. So finally this year, I was I was so excited. That they're like, when are we going to play a game? I said. We're gonna play a game, wow. and they almost—I don't know—jumped out of their skin. They were so yeah. ecstatic and excited. I was like, "Yep, yeah, we have another team. They're coming to us. We're gonna play." And it's just taking—it's just taking off. I, I mean, I could go on for probably hours about what has happened and yeah. what we're where we're going and everything. What, what, what was it like whenever you know you guys found out that you were gonna have a game? Like, did the community get involved? Like, did you know were people aware that this was gonna happen? So. Honestly, no. I mean, being a school for the blind, we're kind of is very small. A lot of people don't even know mm -hmm. their schools for the blind, and we kind of it was in our small community of the school that we're at, and then the Virginia School for the Blind. But then we started, you know, putting it out there to the media, like, "Hey, we're gonna have a game. Like, this is gonna be the first ever. You got to come see this." And then from there, teachers told their friends, their friends told their friends, and we had a huge crowd come out mm -hmm. and support our kids. Um, so. It's just slow. It's small. Yeah. It's slow, but we're working our way out. So as I told Sean after I watched the uh, the news clip, and I just told you, as soon as I saw it, I had so many questions. <laughs> well, go and, you, right ahead. and you brought and you brought some of the materials here with us. So I did. Obviously, this is a podcast; people can't see. I always have to think about that. <coughs> Excuse me. So here, I, it, it, for those who are listening, there's a there's a mask um, that uh, almost has a, a resemblance of like the Batman uh, yeah, mask kind of, yeah. without the the bat horns. Um, so kind of describe, you know, what this is for, uh, for the athletes. So those are called, we call them eye shades. Um, but basically it's like a blinder to make the playing field level. Mm -hmm. So since we're at a school for Oh, because with the different levels of right. blindness. There's okay. different levels of classifications of blindness. Um, it's, you know, we want to make it even for everyone. And I'm putting it on and it legit is like. They should black everything out. Yes, Absolutely. So our kids put those on, and I said it makes it even because we have kids who have no vision, some kids who have light perception, some kids who are just legally blind. Um, so it just makes it an even playing field, and uh, it just takes away every, their vision to make it an even game. Awesome. And then also here, and we, we're going to put up video. We'll have Sean tweet it out. Uh, Nick, before he left, got to play. Uh, he had the mask on, and you're hearing a little bit of rattling, and this is the ball that they use. Um, as you can tell, it's, it's got some, some motions in it. You can hear the sounds of the ball moving to the left and to the right. So what all is in this ball and, and how are the various pieces used to help the students? So it's a size three soccer ball and inside in a couple different areas, there's a metal type yeah, bearing right here. with metal balls inside that metal bearing. So every time the ball moves, they rattle in there and keep moving. So the ball essentially you have to keep it moving. Yeah. Um, but 
there's some players who try to you know slow it down, which is fine. That's a way to get through people. But as long as it keeps moving, it, it makes that noise, and that's how they locate it. And then you have your coaches who are going to help direct, direct you uh, throughout the field. Uh, we have a coach in the center. We have a guide behind the goal you're trying to score on, since you can't see the goal. Yeah. And they're directing you when you're on that side. And then your goalie, which I didn't add, was uh, is actually sighted. So goalies are sighted, and they can actually direct you on defense. So instead of you just listening for a ball, you're listening for your coaches, yeah. your other teammates. And, and hopefully, like, I'm just thinking as, like, a, a coach myself, like, we always want the parents to not say anything. So in that situation where you're focusing on making sure the players can hear this, right. is, is there something about, you know, for spectators at the game, like, was it like everybody had to kind of – relax and not say anything so that the coaches could do the work yes it's a it's a quiet game so the spectators can't cheer i'm not gonna lie i probably would really like that i agree that's gotta be really awesome talking with yeah. a couple coaches here they say the same thing that they would love that um but the spectators can't cheer unless there's a you know a penalty a stoppage of play mm-hmm. or a goal scored so it's it, coming into that you know it, it we usually put you know signs up saying hey no no noise, please, or no speaking, or whatever. We're, we're gonna we're gonna try something here, Bobby. Do you got some time, real quick? Sure. So this is Tim Taylor. He coaches the Maryland School doing? of the Blind team. Hi, Tim. Nice to meet you. I want you to try blind soccer. Okay. So you got to put that on. You might you might want to oh. get out there for a little bit. Video going again. Yeah. I'm gonna try to talk as I and obviously people cannot see this, but we're gonna get a video That's of it. Good. Just just put your yeah. arms up in case you run into something. Like so I'm so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna let Tim do the do the narrating here, okay. and I'm gonna help Bobby out. No so he's, he's standing in the middle of the floor here, and he's putting the eye shades down. And Sean is putting the ball down in front of him. And now if the ball is on his feet. And he's not moving, though. Oh, now he's moving around. He's kind of moving the ball side to side. And it's, he's losing it. But that's okay. He found it again. He's moving around, shaking the ball. There you go. He passed it to Sean. Sean's passing it back to him. Oh, well, he lost it, but that's okay. And he can't find it. <laughs> he took the eye shades off and now. So now he's cheating. He took the eye shades off. I don't know. But, but with the coach, you know, they would be directing the athlete with the eye shades on to find the ball. And as I said, with training with the athletes, they get used to knowing where their orientation is on the field or where they are located to find that ball. But, Shout out to Bobby Puppioni for stepping up there and, and getting involved. Bobby, you know, we're kind of real quick. You know, what was that uh, – what was that like for you? Um, it was definitely a, a difficult experience, chal- very challenging and unique That because I've never done something like that before. And I can obviously see the challenge that one would face in having that for sure. And a greater appreciation for what I have being able to use and what some unfortunately for whatever reason don't have the opportunity to do what would you think about so their game that they played and they actually they played against the virginia school of the blind okay so your fcv you know maybe find a way to get involved yeah uh because of the coaching that has to be involved the crowd has to be silent would you enjoy that love the crowd silent i'm sure there's (laughs) gonna have to be some over coaching obviously (laughs) to help support uh, the athletes and stuff so um yeah that would be great to have something like that and our club would love to be involved in that and support in any way and you know it would be bobby's dream to be on a field and coach and no one else is talking <laughs> i mean i sometimes feel that way i just try to zone everyone out you know but uh, it would be nice you know? I, I would love to see you get involved yeah it'd be awesome it's kind of like an aquarium you're in you don't have to like worry about anything on the outside so absolutely yeah absolutely. no that's great way to be a trooper and, and do yeah. that for us here in the middle of everything that was difficult for sure so. but now it's going to be on his mind now He's going to think about it. Yeah, I'm and going to Bobby, And when Bobby thinks about stuff, like, he, he, he gets into it. Yeah, I'm going to have to practice. All right, sure. Bobby, thank you so much, yeah. man. You're such a trooper. Yeah, such good a trooper. to see you guys. Yeah, nice thanks. meeting yeah. you all. Appreciate coming yeah. out and trying <laughs> your safety and your goodwill running with that well, ball. Well, I trusted you. I'm not sure if Sean was going to direct me right. I, I thought he was going to come in two-foot yet. There's, yeah. there's, yeah. there's a fountain over there I might have ended up in. So. No cleats, just rubber yeah. nubs. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Uh, so, you know, you just – you literally – heard it there uh what that what what that was like uh you know someone even as as skilled in the game as bobby had difficulty with it and so you're thinking of these athletes who are participating in this and and the things that they've got to go through to learn and it really makes you like bobby said appreciates what you have and and then you you want to get more involved 
since the game, uh, I would imagine, and with the the piece on on the local news channel, have you see, have you had more contact from people wanting to get involved or wanting to help out? Uh, not just get involved, but I've had people from all over the country email me and ask, "Hey, I, you know, I, I work with people who are blind and visually impaired. I want to do something. What what can I do?" and I try to direct them the best way I can and give them information to be able to start that piece wherever they're at. And uh, But locally, yes, I've also had people reach out to me, hey, I saw your news clip, I'm a soccer ref, and is there so- blind soccer refs? And I have to say yes, but there's no training in America, we're yeah. still trying to work that out. Um, so yeah, absolutely, it's been reached. I'm getting people to contact me all the time. Wow, wow. And it, it, Nick and I were thinking of our, our friend... Um, uh, Pete Nowakowski from uh, Australia works with the Australian uh, different. They have the uh, the deaf national team. He works with the blind national team. Let's let's figure out a way to get an international game. You That's can be the plan. USA head coach. Let's find uh, Pete is is wanting to try to do something with uh, coaches and players in America. We're gonna find a way now. So Sean and I have like four games that we're trying to get organized, um, and now now we're gonna add a fifth one in. We gotta figure out a way to get Australia versus the United States and let's get this game to happen somehow somewhere uh to where myself Nick can get there and and like we need to do this this is this would be awesome that would be great anything cooler to do I mean honestly yeah Yeah, like I like that would be has has an international game happened before between America and another country yeah no but let's be the first but that's what we're trying. We're, we're trying Okay, that. let me phrase that. You guys be the first. I will gladly just be there. So I, I said I'm kind of like a two-headed monster here. I, I work for a school for the blind. I've been working with youth, but I'm also working with the United States Association of Blind Athletes who work with adults, and we've been trying to develop talent nationwide. Yeah. And we have a couple areas, Ohio, Utah, uh, Miami, as I said earlier, and they're developing adults as well. So we're aiming for 2021 to actually start playing internationally adult wise Mm -hmm. for youth on my end i'm trying to work that out too i'm trying to get you know we started with one school this year next year we're hope or even in the spring this year we're trying to get utah to come out to us and virginia to have like a three-way of hey let's have a training and tournament thing for blind absolutely and then from there as i say i'm just trying to branch out you know where i can i have the the coach of England coming in spring. The they're actually their blind soccer coach to come out in spring to do. Oh, that would be pretty cool if uh, Garris Outgate showed up. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Or <laughs> Phil best. Neville, one of the two. <laughs> well, whoever. Yeah, get them out. We're, they're as coming long out as he's here not to do penalties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> trying to do some training with coaches and the refs. So hopefully yeah. that will give me another contact and be like, hey, do you know any? Do you have any youth teams that would love to fly here or? Absolutely. Have us fly out there or whatever. I don't know. That's so cool. And like I, I, the cool part about Soccer Chat, we say this all the time, is we become like big fans of all these coaches that we interview. And, and we, we, you hear the stories and it causes this attachment where you want to know how the team's doing. You want to know how the coach is doing. And like now I'm like, all right, I've got to follow this Maryland school, the blind team. I want to follow the U.S. Uh, team as well. Um, you know, just – amazing work that that you're doing and i i don't know how many people thank you but obviously thank you for for everything that that you're doing with this group and and introducing it to people like myself introduce it to to sean to nick now bobby uh that it it, that's absolutely incredible um and kind of switching over back to to david a little bit um going from one awesome accomplishment of, of putting on the first game to another awesome accomplishment of being the reigning defending uh not national def- not defending. wow not oh okay one, okay just a one year you, term you get, you get one bite at the end yeah. okay 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 you can't win twice uh, so just the the reigning <laughs> but if I could I would I mean yeah, of course. <laughs> the reigning and undisputed uh, national top yeah. soccer coach of the year when you found out uh, about getting that award you know what what is that what is that call like what is the emotions afterwards well the amazing thing was I was actually on a soccer field in Bradenton watching one of the U S youth national teams play a scrimmage. Uh, with uh, members of the American Outlaws behind me. And so I was going to the, I knew that the, the, the thing would come out on a Monday. And I, I didn't get an email, didn't get a call. I actually went to a website and was searching, hey, have they even announced it yet? And I saw it that way. But I mean, my heart just like exploded. I was just so yeah. incredibly proud and, and pleased to be, you know, representing over 2,000 top soccer coaches across the country. I mean, everyone in my book is a winner who does top soccer and coaches with that. Because what they're doing for the kids, 
for the parents, for the volunteers, is just, it's just amazing work, you know? And if you go out there, if you're caring, compassionate, and committed, you know, everyone can be a top soccer coach, really. Absolutely. And for those, and we ask this question of Sean whenever he's on the show, and um, it's always uh, just like everything in coaching. Sometimes it's good to hear from other voices. Not that we don't like your voice, Sean. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you hear enough from me. Yeah. Uh, so in, in, in terms, sometimes if I'm working with my players on something, uh, you know, I'll have someone else say it. So it's, it's the same message, but just different voice. For, for you, to a coach who's listening, and, and that, that small thought is, how do I get involved? What do I got to do? What is it like uh, to coach this? What is that? What is the message that you give to coaches who are thinking that now? Well, really, it's you know, give it a try. The the joys, you know, tremendously outweigh the, the the time and effort it takes to do it, and it'll change your life. Really, it's life changing because uh, you don't need to be an A licensed coach or a B licensed coach. None of that. You just need to have good people skills. And again, it's about meeting people where they are. Everyone's going to be different, even though they may have similar diagnosis. They may have different abilities. Look for that improvement. Look for that, you know, where are they today? Where will they be next week? And week three, week four, week five. And it's just so, um, you know, gratifying to see these people succeed and get better week in, week, week out. And again, that's the players, let alone the parents uh, who are just out of this world happy because this is an opportunity for them to sit back see it be a soccer mom be a soccer dad chat with their friends on the sidelines not worrying about medical appointments not worrying about school um, IEPs and and problems like that they're just just chill just chill it's it's fantastic what's been uh, you know you mentioned over 2,000 top soccer coaches and I'm sure that that is a a, a fairly close community because everybody's really trying to help each other out and whatnot who are, because we always put Sean on a pedestal of, of being the and guy. Rightly so, and rightly so. Pretty much the only one they know. So. Yeah, that, that <laughs> you know. And Coach Ronnie. Well, oh, yeah. Sure. So That's I know, good. that three I know. Oh, I know Tamara Hay-J, and then Ronnie, and, and Sean, and now with David. Um, what is that communication between all those top soccer coaches around the country? Because, like, with Soccer Chat, you know, it's coaches all over the world, and we're constantly talking. We're passing ideas. We're asking questions. We're answering questions and, and getting ideas and lesson plans and, and philosophies off of each other. What is that network like of the top soccer coaches, and how many of them are like, whatever it takes to beat Sean Danhauser? <laughs> well, <clears throat> USU soccer is broken into four regions, east, south, Midwest and West, and each of each of the regions has someone like Sean. Sean's Midwest. I'm the South guy. There's an East and West person as well, and so we we you know go out of our way to communicate to our states and their to their coaches. Sean does a phenomenal job in the Midwest with the newsletter. Um, there's a national symposium. I'd love to see us do a national newsletter, and again more you know short videos or things. There used to be a a soccer a, a USU soccer show, which has kind of gone the way. But, you know, podcasts like this really help us get the word out Absolutely. To, to coaches and people who are interested in learning more about it because there's a definite passion and a, an interest in finding out more. What, and everybody knows I'm just this creative, like, I just think of stuff off the fly, like this international game that we're going to try to have <laughs> here. Right. Um, and, and, and again, I don't know just because of, of how conventions laid out and there's so much stuff that's going on here. And I know that you guys have your, your various classroom sessions and things along those lines. Has there been a field session for top soccer? And, and if there has, you know, where, what goes about getting that going? Or if there hasn't been one, how do we get that to happen? We're a little, um, we're a little limited in our ability to do that. The relationship that U.S. Youth Soccer has with United Soccer coaches uh, does not allow for U.S. Youth Soccer to actually offer any field uh, sessions. So. Uh, in the past, we have. Yeah, a number of years ago in Philadelphia, yeah. Sam Snow did a uh, top soccer coaching course in one of the ballrooms. Okay. Where he brought uh, kids with special needs in and they did some field activities for the, the, the course participants. Right, right. Yeah. Actually getting onto the, the demonstration fields, um, it's just not logistically possible. They have way too many uh, coaches that, uh, you know, will br- draw but, a large But, but large they, their farts smell just like y'all's. Like uh, you we, think so. We, uh, they're, they're, no, they smell like roses. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but, so, you, but you also know me. You know how passionate I am about yes, giving yes. top soccer and, and now the, the, blind the blind soccer, soccer yeah, which, a platform. And I think now I'm... 
I'm always getting myself in trouble, and I'm I'm <laughs> going to be an en enemy because I'm going to like push this stuff all the time. But I feel like we can only with our platform we can only do so much. And I think one thing for for these these coaches who we always constantly talk about, you know, go get involved with programs like the the Blind Association, like with Top Soccer, for something like a con like convention to actually see it in real time, not just something in the ballroom where you see a couple of people doing things to actually show what a session looks like and, and to be able to like, I, I would love it next time it's in Chicago. If you, if there could be a way to where you show what a session actually looks like and I will do whatever it takes to make sure every single person I know goes to that session well, and we'll, show that there's we'll, a need for it. We will actually take you up on building up that grassroots, uh, you know, crowdfunding that yeah. for for us, but I think uh, the, certainly um, you know the leadership of in the top soccer field. Uh, we feel the same way. We want to be visible. Yeah, um, it's not just about creating awareness, as I'm sure Tim, Tim will uh, you know reinforce, but it, also acceptance. Yeah. Um, you know, the, these are these are people. Um, they're, they're we have way more similarities than you know than, mm -hmm. than dissimilarities, and. Um, what we're doing it's it's pretty damn cool actually um what we learned about uh tim's program today yeah knocked our Amazing, socks yeah. off yeah. Um, i'm not gonna lie i just i wish Derek wills would have walked by earlier <laughs> as big as he is as tall as he is that's the big homie he's like 20 <laughs> feet tall i would have loved to have seen yes. him put the mask on and attempt to dribble this ball Although we that probably would have been funny. He's coming back. So maybe we pro uh, <laughs> he probably we would have been from the second floor. We would have probably went down to the demo fields if he was fa to fall. So, uh, but, you know, we, we still get an amazing platform here um, to identify people that are interested through the classroom sessions that we do offer. Um, we bring in, you know, great speakers like Tim, um, who are a little outside of our, our, our natural environment and uh, which is great for us as well, because we can help serve him as well. We have players that are. Um, blind and visually impaired that we yeah, may able yeah. to be providing yeah. to uh, as, as the potential player pool for him in the future as yeah. well in schools like his. Um, but the, I think we can take that we can take that next level through our symposiums. Yeah. Uh, we have one coming up at the end of March. It's going to be at the Pinnacle National Training Center in Kansas City. Great location. I think we're going and we're going to have a video of a field session led by none other than Sean Danhauser, not the admiral. But, Not uh, the Admiral, but, but, but maybe Sean, Petty Officer we'll Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. CB Sean. Um, we'll have that, you know, but we'll have video of that from up above on these incredible facilities that they've got at the training center. And from there, we can, you know. So that, that's going to be YouTube. huge for us as an organization yeah. because one of the things that becomes very difficult for us when we do host our, our coaching education uh, certification courses is um, we may have bad weather. We may not have use of an indoor facility, so we may not be able to do our field practical along with our classroom session. So having that in our back pocket, like, okay, it's raining out, but we can show this video instead. Right. So that's gonna be a, a huge bonus for us sure. going forward. It's something we've talked about for many years and we're finally gonna be able to do that, so. To steal a quote from uh, my co-host, that's awesome. That's and I knew, I knew that Sean I would enjoy that. that. It's my favorite saying. Absolutely <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, you know, fellas, uh, like we said, we, we love giving the platform of, of our show to what you all are doing. And, and, and always we've been with Top Soccer, and now we've got Top Soccer and uh, Blind Soccer as well. Um, if someone's listening to this right now, and, and like, like we always say, if, if, you, if there's a Top Soccer in your area and you're not involved with it, get involved. If there's not one, find Sean because he's in charge of everything, and he'll help you get one started. Or, or the groundwork, lay the groundwork on what you've got to do uh, in order to get that going. Uh, and, and reach out to Tim if you, if you are interested in, in blind soccer. Or maybe you've got a student uh, who you think might be interested in something like that. Or you might have a child who might be interested in something like that. If uh, Those who are listening to this right now, uh, if they want to get in contact with you, maybe they're in your guys' areas and they want to get involved. Or maybe they've got, uh, you know, kind of like you said with Tim, maybe they're, they're, another state has a school of the blind that now they want to get something started. Right. Uh, you know, how can everyone go about contacting you? Uh, to, to try to maybe bounce some ideas off or maybe get questions or just to get involved. So you can always reach me at the, the School for the Blind, uh, the Maryland School for the Blind website. Uh, my uh, email address should be on there. It's kind of long. It's my name, Timothy T at mdschblind.org. I know very long, sorry guys, <laughs> but that's the way it goes. Um, you can always reach out there. Uh, you can check on the United States Association of Blind Athletes website. They have links and 
areas you can find more information about blind soccer and you can get that's, anywhere from that's there. That's USABA? Yes, USABA.org, United States Association of Blind Athletes, and they can give you more information as well. But I said I'm always available. I am a teacher, so I love instructing and helping people. So Absolutely. What about you, Dave? Great. And, and again, like Sean, I, I cover the South region, and, and whenever any of us get an email about top soccer, we know who to go to at a regional or state level. And it's just you. I you thought know, we're supposed to direct everything to Sean, so he has to do all the work. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. But uh, <laughs> U, yeah, U.S. Youth Soccer, Top Soccer, T O P S O C C E R. That's the magic word. And, and then Sean, easy to find uh, again. And if you ever want to reach out to me personally, um, you can reach out on Twitter at uh, at Tops Coach Sean is probably the the quickest easiest way to find me. Fellas, it was an absolute honor and privilege to chat with you. Always a good time to have Sean around. He's, a, he's one of the good brothers. Uh, and now, David and Tim, you guys are, are part of the good brothers as well. Thank you for your work. Thank you for what you're doing and help. And, and also, thank you for allowing us to help bring awareness and bring a, 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 some knowledge to what you're doing. Because there is more soccer out there than just what we see on TV and what we see at the school level there is so much more soccer out there that we all need to get a part of and like you say it's growing it's getting to the point where kind of grassroots level get going get going and all of a sudden who knows maybe 10 years from now we're going to have the world cup of uh of blind soccer that would be awesome well i'll tell you this uh tim when he gets an idea in his head he's like a dog dog on a bone oh, so yeah. uh, don't be surprised if he keeps pushing pushing that international game sooner and my wife will tell you it's the later. biggest fault that i have that she hates because i don't i don't let it go i just keep okay. thinking keep thinking keep thinking that's all right hey well that's good because the more you push the he, more he, likely we'll get it done. He needs more teams and players to play with, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. I, I'm just thinking I, I have a friend who teaches at um, – I, I, and I don't know how Indiana system works. I know there's a school of the deaf. I, I would imagine there's a school of the blind in Indiana. In, in Indiana. There is, yes. Um, so now it's like, okay, well, I'm going to contact her to see if she knows someone over there. And if Indiana doesn't have a team, then we need to have a team. Um, so, again, thank you guys so much for, for allowing us to use our platform to bring awareness to what you're doing. And thank you so much for all the great work that, that you guys do year in, year out, and every single day. You're welcome. Thank you for having yeah. us. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, Sean and Nick. It's your old pal, Sean Danhauser, the top soccer guy, um, with some really good news for you guys. Uh, every year, uh, our state association will uh, announce awards for the coach of the year and the buddy of the year. But we also have another award for the Community Partner of the Year that goes to those people that are outside of the initial club experience or the volunteer uh, experience um, and are kind of like third parties that help grow the game one way or another. And I'm proud to announce that uh, Sean and Nick, you guys have won the 2020 Illinois Youth Soccer Top Soccer Community Partner of the Year Award. So you will be honored at our awards banquet on March 7th. And we'll have some swag for you. You get to have dinner with me. And uh, also our Top Soccer Coach of the Year and our Volunteer Buddy of the Year as well. Uh, it's gonna be a great night. Uh, I'll be picking up the bar tab, so that alone should make you wanna come up. And uh, I'm just so happy and pleased to have everyone uh, at, at, who's involved with Soccer Chat, who's been so generous of their time and uh, giving out uh, as much awareness as possible to not only Top Soccer, but other adaptive programs as well uh, to grow the game outside of the uh, traditional uh, soccer environment. So uh, once again, congratulations, couldn't be happier. So proud of you guys and uh, thank you for everything you have done. Uh, you currently do, and I know will do in the future for adaptive soccer. Thanks so much, guys. Look forward to seeing you on March 7th. Bye. I think my favorite part about, like, all the people that we work with as Top Soccer is just, I have you ever met a single one of them that wasn't just, like, the nicest human being you've ever met in your life? Every single one of them. Just, Every single one of them. Are, are, you said it right, the nicest people on earth. Like they're just, there's really good human beings. Like, I feel like I, after like I talked to him, I was like, man, I, I got some stuff to work on and I'll get back to you guys when I, when I do that, because they're, they're just sincerely just incredible human beings. I think my, like, I mean, we have video of it, but another part of fair part of my interview that we did here was I got to put those blindfolds on and actually try to dribble like the, the soccer ball they use. And it's it's not as easy as it looks. They make the ball, look, the ball that they use for blind soccer. Yes, 
Yeah. They they make it look so easy, and it's it, there's no part of what I did that was easy at all. No, like, you and Bobby Puppioni both tried it, and I I can say you failed miserably. Did I do better than Bobby? Um, if we can get the video, I well I know Sean posted the videos. Maybe we can go back on um and put them side by side somehow and we'll 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 do a vote and but i mean you know bobby's going to get people to vote for him see yeah no i i feel like my influence is not quite as good as bobby puppioni's influence but you never know i mean it's i guess hey it's 2020 shoot your yeah. shot man shoot your shot 2020 but yeah no i mean <laughs> that that's a cool thing about all of them is like not only are they just like do they do so much for the soccer community it's they they're just good people as well. Like it's it's truly incredible. Yeah, I, I love what they're doing. And uh, as you heard uh, from Sean at the end there, um, Nick and I very, 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 very honored uh, to be awarded with the Illinois top soccer, Illinois youth soccer, top soccer uh, community partners of the year. Um, it's just a. Uh, uh, anybody who knows uh, knows us and how much we love top, top soccer, uh, you know, just the fact that they're even going to recognize us um you know is, is absolutely incredible uh i can't wait to be uh there with you and with sean uh, uh celebrating um top soccer and and by no means are we there to celebrate uh soccer chat uh is involvement with top soccer we're there to celebrate uh those coaches and those kids who are part of that program we're just guys from the outside who are trying to to create a message uh about top soccer that we want you all to get involved in and as i've said before if you're not involved in top soccer get involved if you don't have one start one if there's one near you go get involved with it um we we, we can't stress that enough and and as sean has said numerous times uh on our show you know it's the perfect uh, you know, not, not so much a break away from your actual team, but it's just a, a good way to to get away and and just do something different, do something new uh, that still involves the game that you that we all uh, we all love and, and hold dear to our hearts. So um, many, 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 many thanks uh, for for Illinois Youth Soccer, Top Soccer, uh, naming us the Community Partners of the Year. Uh, when I got the message, the first thing I did was text Sean. Uh, and said, was everyone else not available? Uh, and to which he said, no, you guys were, were the winners. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, it, to me, it's, uh, it's probably the second, the 1A, 1B coolest uh, award uh, soccer-wise that I've ever gotten. Uh, it's better than any Coach of the Year award I've gotten. It's better than anything else. Uh, it's just a, it's a cool, cool thing to be a part of, and, and I can't wait to celebrate with you and with you and Sean. Oh, I mean, it's... Like such an honor. Like I mean, especially because the like like you said, like the amount of incredible things that we that they do. The fact that we get to be even a small part of that community and everything that they do is such an honor. I mean, because like like you said, we we definitely I feel very humbled. We don't do nearly as much as Sean or the rest of the guys do, and so. The fact that we get to be there and be a part of it is absolutely just incredible. I'm stoked about it. Uh, Sean mentioned on there he's covering the covering the tab for the evening. Um, you better tell Kelly bring her bring her or bring her dancing shoes. I'm excited um, for like my fiance and your wife to meet. Like I mean, like that's another part of our friendship that hasn't occurred yet. Yeah, well, because you've been keeping her away from everybody. I've been hiding her. Sorry, Kelly. Or has she been, or she been hiding you? Is that the question? Uh, that's probably like she's not like ready to show me in public yet. <laughs> I can tell you, my wife uh, struggles with showing me in public, but uh, you all can you all can take your guess there. No, it, Casey was uh, we were chatting the other day, and uh, she was like, "Oh, like this will be just such a cool time to go." Um, unfortunately, the the kiddos got to stay home, um, but uh, you know we're excited about uh, mom and dad night out, uh, especially being being out with with Sean and and with you and Kelly. Uh, it's going to be a good time, a good time had by all. I just what a what a two weeks it's going to be. We've got the symposium uh, coming up this weekend, and then we've got uh, the Illinois Youth Soccer um, uh, reception, I think, or awards banquet, something like. I, this this tells you all what we know about these things. Like we don't even know like the formal names uh, of everything. We just we go where <laughs> we go where people tell us to. 
Yes, I feel like I am totally right now. I for when it comes to that that uh, that weekend, I do feel like Nick Rizzo that I'm just told where to go, and I just need to make sure that I'm there. <laughs> it's it's I mean, honestly, it's you're gonna really enjoy it. So be on the lookout for uh, for Twitter this weekend and on Friday night. Um, hopefully, if Nick is up to the challenge, he will arrive at Ian Wilson's house. Uh, maybe he will probably get there early to get some practice in on the arcade. Because uh, I won't be getting into a little bit later, and maybe we can get a video for the Twitter uh, of of Nick and I in our glory battle uh, on the arcade stick on on the sticks. I think they they say on the sticks, um, but uh, it, it's exciting. Oh, and I oh, and I, if I didn't talk about this before we left, I know uh, there's a couple people that sent me tweets that would be upset. Um, man, deer are are dumb. They are absolutely dumb. Uh, I, 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 this morning I'm driving to, to school and a deer was literally sitting in this ditch. Uh, and I saw it from a long distance and was like, Oh, like it's just chilling in the ditch, slow down, move over into the other lane. And I have never seen such athleticism from something jumping from a like lane on all fours. This deer attempted to, uh, like high jump my car and out of nowhere, and next thing I know, I saw its face like smashed against my windshield. And you know those videos where like the people have put on the big bouncy balls and they run into each other and there's always one person that flies like 50 feet? Yeah, no, sorry. It was like that came through delayed. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no. So, yes, like, the, totally those know what you're talking about. So literally this deer hits my car and flew in the air back to its original lane space in this ditch. That's insane. Um, it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, my first deer ever. Uh, it sucks that it's uh, it, it was it was my car. Um, but uh, yeah, so crazy times ahead. It's like, are we? Is this car gonna fix? Or we gonna have to get a new car. These are the these are the things, Nick. That as you get married, stuff like this is gonna happen for no reason. And and I'll tell you this. And people who are listening are going to think that I'm absolutely crazy, which they may think that already. I have a theory as to why this deer hit my car. Why is that? So I'm a routine guy. I like my routine. I like doing the same thing uh, just to like make sure everything is flowing. I dropped Quinn off at school. I noticed I dropped her off just a little bit later than what I normally do. And I'm not late, but I just dropped her off a little bit normal, a little bit later than I normally do. Because uh, I always, when I leave her school, there's a gas station just down the road, real small gas station that no more than three people are ever in at a time. And I always stop there and get a uh, get a Sprite, a uh, fountain, fountain drink. And I pull up to the gas station and there are like 25 people inside. Like there's not a parking spot. There is not a parking spot in a gas area. There's just, it's loaded with people and there's these long lines that I can see. And I'm like, I'm not going. I'll just get a drink. Uh, near my school, so I I'm going to uh, I'm going to to school. I'm actually doing really well on time. I'm probably end up going to make it. I'm going to make it around the time I normally get there. And um, you know this deer thing happens, and it pops in my mind. Oh my god! Um, this is all because I didn't get a I didn't get a drink at at my gas station. <laughs> because had I had I stopped and gotten in line and waited and waited and waited maybe that deer would have jumped out at the like 24 cars that drove past me after the deer had hit me it's possible i see i i I think about stuff like that and i truly believe it was someone somewhere telling me hey you were wrong for not going and getting your sprite this morning i mean next time definitely get your sprite do you know what i'm doing tomorrow morning I'm getting my Your gosh dang sprite. sprite. I'm getting my <laughs> gosh dang sprite. You can you can believe <laughs> that. Absolutely. Oh man. So uh, check us out on Twitter. We're gonna be there, and we're on Soccer Chat every single Wednesday night. Just follow the hashtag. Join in with the conversation. Awesome uh, night that we had uh, last night uh, on the Twitter chat. Lots of participants. We're gonna keep getting that number up more and more and more as the the we get closer to w- warmer time. Uh, shout to our man John Pranich over at uh, 343. I. I I did him a solid and filmed some of my session the other night, and and I put it up on on Twitter for people to see. So 
tell me what you think. Uh, like I said, it was just kind of a fun, fun little progression session that uh, that we uh, that I like to do. But uh, you know, Nick, if somebody wants to uh, to chat with you, or maybe they want to challenge you at an arcade game, uh, if they're ever going to be in your presence, how can they get a hold of you? At Coach N Rizzo. What about you, brother? And mine is at Coach Slaughter. And shout out to our friends over at Dutic Brand. Use the promo code Soccer Chat. Get yourself a sweet discount. Torx T O R X dot com and get an amazing ball pump that's going to change the way your team looks at airing up the balls. Shout out to our friends over at Bounce Athletics, Zach and the guys. Make sure to use the offer code Soccer Chat whenever you're checking out, whether it's through email or it's on their website for Dynamo Goal and for the amazing balls and bibs and other accessories that they have for you there. Use the promo code Soccer Chat. Shout out to Alice Riley and the mates. Over at Soccer IQ, check them out on Twitter at Soccer IQ One. Well, we are we are we are podcasters. We're brothers, soon to be husbands. He's about to get married at some point with like nine hundred people at his wedding because I think the number has went up two hundred since last week when we talked. Um, But we are about to see each other for what I think is the eighth time uh, by the time some of you guys are hearing this. We're almost getting to 10 times. We are almost getting there. We'll we'll eight this weekend and nine the weekend after. We're getting really, really close. Um, But, uh, you know, the biggest part about all this is that uh, we're we're soccer coaches, just like you guys. And we're going to be able to fellowship with other coaches up at the Wisconsin Women's Soccer Advisory Council Symposium. We're going to fellowship with other coaches at the Illinois Youth Soccer uh, Awards Banquet the following week. And that, my friends, is what this is all about. The best part about Soccer Chat is not just the Twitter chat. It's not just the podcast. It's not just the networking. The best part about Soccer Chat is we get to do all this all over again next week. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, we'll catch you later. See you later, brother.